This is Creating Consciousness, a podcast reflecting back to you the energies of your subconscious through tarot, channeling, and spiritual guidance. I'm Rebecca Weirman, intuitive, spiritual coach, and energy worker. You found this podcast because it's the next step in your healing journey. Together, we will explore the depths of your subconscious to awaken and welcome this consciousness. Hello, Conscious Creators. Welcome back to Creating Consciousness, a spiritual podcast for self-growth. I'm your host and channel, Rebecca Weirman, and I am so happy you're here tuning in and showing up for your highest self. I thank you, the universe thanks you, and you should thank yourself as well. Now, before we dive into today's episode, I do want to apologize for there not being an episode last week. I really wasn't prepared to release one last week if I'm being completely honest I was on vacation and I usually have about two to three episodes record recorded and ready to go uh, just in case something like that happens but um I forgot my hard drive so don't at me (laughs) secondly I was ready to just record something on the fly and I took to Instagram to ask you guys what you wanted to hear and although you gave me some amazing ideas which I promised to get to some of those nothing was really striking or sparking my inspiration so I decided I wasn't going to force it I just needed to focus on me and my time away And now I'm back in Arizona, getting back into my flow and into my routine, I guess really trying to establish new routines. And I guess the first thing I want to apologize for in that is the new apartment I'm in here, the air conditioning unit is so fucking loud that you can probably hear it in any of the recordings. And I'm not tech savvy enough to figure out how to like compress the sound. So hopefully it doesn't bother you too much. Um, yeah, but I'm getting back into the swing of things. I am really trying to expand my consciousness and feel into the consciousness of the things around me. And one of the things that I have come to realize lately is how much of a drain and strain on my own energy social media has become. As someone who really got their start in marketing through social media, but then also lost their job and security because of social media. I guess I never gave myself the appropriate time to grieve the losses that I experienced through social media and because of actions taken on social media that I'm getting to that point right now where I'm realizing I need to give myself the time and space. So In all honesty, I don't really plan on being incredibly active on social media coming up within the next, I don't know, I can't even put a time limit on it. But where I will be active is on email. I love email. I can talk to people on email for so long. I even do this thing where if I'm having this back and forth conversation on email with someone, I will just be like, hey, let's just hop on a Zoom call and chat. Let's just figure this out. And I love when I can do that with clients, with podcast guests. So let's do it. You and me. Let's hop on a call. Let's talk. No business. 
uh, let's just talk about fun. Let's just get to know each other. So I'm going to put a link in the bio to where you can sign up for a free call with me. I like to call them conscious conversations, just two conscious sentient beings having a conscious conversation about their passions and their life. And sure, I'll talk about myself a little bit, but I just want to hear from you and about you and what makes you tick and what doesn't make you tick. So let's get to know each other. And of course, when you sign up for one of those, you get added to my email list. Of course, if you opt in, and then we can stay in touch via email as well. I do send out about one email a week. When you do sign up for my email list though, you maybe get like a couple more, maybe like two emails a week. But that's just because I'm filling you in on all of the goodness and all of the good things that are happening here at this consciousness. And there are so many things. I have my energy healing sessions. I have my intuitive healing coaching containers. I have monthly events, virtual and in-person happening. Journey to the Akashic Records, full moon grounding ceremonies, new moon manifestation ceremonies, so, so much. I always host free energy healings for the collective, and I am getting ready to gear up for a shadow work one-on-one -on -one masterclass. So if you haven't listened to the Shadow Work podcast, which I believe is like episode 80 of season two, you can listen to that, but we're going to dive a whole lot deeper in this masterclass that I'm going to be hosting. I haven't set a date for it yet, but it's going to be happening in August. So again, sign up for my email list to make sure you get first access to when that happens. I might even post the recording of that class on the podcast. I don't know. I'm not sure yet. We're taking things one day at a time, but there is so much going on at this consciousness, and I would love to have you be a part of this community. I'm also working on a super, super special secret project, which I'll give you a hint. If you liked, or should I say, if you loved the short and sweet episodes from season one of Creating Consciousness, then get ready. That's all I'm going to say. I'll let you figure it out for yourself. But I know that if you're listening to this, you will be able to intuit what I am creating for you. And if you have a guest, don't be shy. Reach out. Let me know. And if you're right, I will tell you. I will be like, yes, you got it right. And then we can have like a mini celebration together because why the hell not? We all deserve more celebration in our lives. We have to celebrate the little wins. Okay, I've done enough talking. Please don't hate me for the long intro. I just had so much to share that I am so excited about and what's coming up on the horizon at this consciousness. Now let's get into the bulk of today's episode. Today, our guest is Sydney Cutler of Ananda Meditation. Sydney is a yoga nidra practitioner. And if you haven't heard of yoga nidra, it is also known as yogic sleep. And one session of yoga nidra is equivalent to three hours of deep REM sleep. So if you're someone who likes to heal through rest, then this is the episode for you. Sydney and I deep dive into the history of yoga nidra, how it's beneficial for us and our healing, 
and as well as the different brainwave states and frequencies that we enter into to promote deeper healing in the subconscious state. Yoga Nidra is fascinating. I have been doing it for about four years now, and it has been instrumental in my healing journey. I have yet to take a class with Sydney, but I actually just purchased a five-pack of classes for her new Zoom classes that she's offering, so I am so excited to dive deep into healing with her. And I just want to apologize for some glitches in the audio that happened while we were recording. There's nothing I can do to fix it. I'm sorry. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hi, Sydney. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Rebecca. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I am <laughs> so excited to have you. Uh, you are phenomenal. I have been following you on Instagram for a while now. We were talking before this about how we possibly linked up, whether it was through Quella or Holisticism. Either way, happy to have found you and to have connected and even happier that you're here getting to share your magic with uh, my community. Thank you so much. And um, I don't know if you know this, but this is my very first podcast. So you're like taking my podcast virginity today. Yes. <laughs> or I'm I giving it that. to you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It's mutual. It's full of consent. <laughs> yes. Full consent. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. It's such an honor that this is your first one. Yeah. Oh my God, what a privilege. I'm excited. Thank you awesome. for having me. <laughs> oh, thank you. So I think we should just go ahead and get into it. And let's start off with your spiritual identity. Go ahead, give me your big three zodiac, your human designer, any other spiritual modality that I guess identifies you in some sure. type of way. I guess, you know, for me, the path of least resistance is, is the Zodiac. Um, and even then I am not an astrologer and I'm not super adept, you know, with my own chart, but my big three, I'm a Capricorn sun, Aquarius moon and Libra rising. Um, usually I need to read about these signs except for Capricorn, but usually for moon and my moon and my rising, I need to like read again and again, because growing up, I just thought it was all about your sun sign you know, um, but um, I definitely feel like all three describe me very, very accurately, um, especially being a Capricorn. I'm the very practical, um, very stubborn, <laughs> but there, there are some aspects of it I don't relate to. Like, I think stereotypically Capricorns are, you know, thought to be cold or emotionless or like money and power obsessed. And uh, that's not me at all. Yeah. <laughs> So sometimes when I see stuff, you know, online about Capricorns and it's talking about how cold and like kind of, I don't know, type A and I don't know what the, what the other word would be to describe it, but I'm just like, that's not me. Well, I mean, considering <laughs> the work you do, I don't fit the profile. Yeah, not you at all. <laughs> Interesting. Right, right. And I relate to my Aquarius moon, you know, I can be intuitive, observant, but rational at the same time, all at once. And in Libra, you know, seeking balance and harmony in, in all things, like those have really become guiding lights um, in my life. Um, it's so important to balance work and play and activity and rest and love and friendship and, you know, all of those things. 
Um, but, you know, like I said earlier, astrology can be really complicated to my brain, um, especially when you get into who's in what house and transits and all sorts of things. And, um, you know, I probably would benefit from having a regular astrologer <laughs> in my life. Me too. <laughs> yeah. And then human design wise, which I'm even less versed in, I am a four, six generator. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, I'm far from well-versed in human design, but the bit that I've learned about being a generator helped me realize that for a lot of my life and not too much in the recent past, I was really living outside of my human design and very unhappy. So learning a little bit about that and starting to decide to live more in alignment with that has been very, very helpful. And again, I don't really know the specifics and the, you know, where's my spleen and you know, <laughs> where's my where? spleen? I don't know where it is, you know, and things like that. But just knowing a little bit about being a generator has been really useful. Mm. I'm a generator as well. And I can relate to you on that living outside of the design. It's like the world is so foreign to you. You're constantly frustrated, but once you start to align yourself slowly with your design, gradually over time, things get easier. And I think I say this on every podcast episode when people share their human design, but it's so true for me. It's easier to understand than astrology in a way, just because you get these guidelines in which you kind of have to live within and it it makes it Mm -hmm. easier. And I'm not an expert on human design in any way, but four, six, I think is like saying that the first 30 years of your life are like learning lessons and experiments. And then the next 30 years is that integration. And then that final, well, final 30, I guess, not to, not to say those, those, (laughs) not to say by 90, you're going to be you know, crossed over those later 30 years (laughs) when we're fully in crone. Exactly. When when we're stepped into the crone archetype, (laughs) we, that is like the teacher, the master, right? Have you, have you heard Mm -hmm. that as well? Yeah. Yeah. But I always forget. (laughs) Exactly. That's how it goes. Yeah. I mean, I will say, you know, my, my prior career, which I recently left this year, finally, after 20 years, I was a medical social worker. There were things about it that I absolutely loved, but what it required for me energetically was so outside of my natural personality and way of being that I was never fully comfortable. Um, I always had to push myself to be more outgoing than I normally am. I had to very much be a go-getter and make very snap decisions because things were very time sensitive when you're working in a hospital. Um, And while there are no social work emergencies, the things that you do and say can have consequences, you know, harsh consequences for the people that you're serving. And so, you know, And whereas a generator, from my understanding, is supposed to be a little more intuitive and sit back and and wait for invitations. And that's not to say like, you know, well, I'm just going to sit here and do nothing and like the universe will somehow find me and come to me. But, you know, I had to 
so much overcome that aspect of, of my nature that I was never fully happy. And now I realize I wasn't in alignment with, with who I am, you know, not just with what I value, because what I was doing was very much in alignment with what I value, but it wasn't in alignment with who I am as, as a human. Um, so, so learning that little, even just that little bit about human design has been really useful and, mm. and helpful for me now that I'm moving forward, you know, having finally left that behind. And, you know, when I resigned from my job, I felt high mm. for days and days. Isn't that the best feeling? <laughs> and ever since, I mean, I, 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 I was on a leave of absence due to COVID because I have risk issues and just couldn't be in the setting, but I didn't quit until this past March. And ever since March, I've been like walking on sunshine. Well, congratulations. <laughs> because it's like, I finally thank you, but I, you know, to, to bring that all together and not go too much on a tangent, you know, I'm finally living in alignment with what I, what I need, what makes me happy and what's still in line with my purpose in this life, which is to serve people and ease suffering wow. one way or the other. And now this way for me, what's been most in alignment for that is sharing yoga nidra. Beautiful. You know, with everyone. <laughs> so how did you discover yoga nidra and what was your journey like to where you are now? Well, um, I came to the practice of yoga nidra as, as you may imagine, a profoundly stressed person. <laughs> mm. yep. I've been living with a chronic autoimmune disease for many, many years. And at that time, I was also a new mom. You know, my son was about a year and a half or two years old by that point, uh, totally sleep deprived, working full time in a career that did not make me very happy, as mentioned earlier trying and failing to be a good spouse um, and have re had really lost complete connection to my body, my needs and my identity. Um, and on top of all that, you know, as if that wasn't enough, I was also navigating some pretty serious family stress and trauma that pretty much constantly occupied my mind. Um, and so I was a mess and really, desperate for some kind of help that was beyond what I was already doing. You know, I was seeing a doc, my doctors regularly, I was going to therapy, I was doing yoga, asana, you know, movement yoga, you know, etc. Um, and I randomly found a yoga nidra class at the studio that I was going to. I didn't know what it was, but the class description <laughs> said one session feels like three to four hours of conventional sleep. And I'm like, Oh my God, that, well, that's just some kind of wizardry, but I'm going to go. Yeah. <laughs> I was sold, completely sold. And, you know, the first session was really weird for me because like, just like anytime you're trying something new, you're like, what's happening? And is this normal? And what's going to happen next? And am I normal? Am I doing this wrong? Da, 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 da. Um, but even though my mind wouldn't slow down that first time, I came out of it feeling different. Mm. And I was like, all right, this is, you know. I'm really curious about this now. And so I kept coming back. Um, I knew it was, it, you know, in my heart that it was something that could really help me if I stuck to it. And um, 
over time, I started experiencing some pretty obvious sort of, I guess you could call them outer changes. Like I started sleeping better. My chronic pain was less. I had more patience. I was less reactive, um, you know, in my interactions with other people, you know, family, colleagues, et cetera. Um, and then I started experiencing some more subtle shifts. Like I just kind of started feeling the sense of ease and equanimity, which was new to me. And not that, you know, sometimes people think of equanimity as like, ah, I don't care anymore. But this was like, oh no, there's still like serious stuff going on, but like I can move through this and, and I'm okay. And this is okay. This is part of life. And, you know, I'm going to move through this. Like I can do this now. Um, I also let go of some of my grief and some of the limiting beliefs that I had constructed in my mind. Um, and then, you know, so it's like things, you know, these changes are coming, going from the outside kind of more and more inward. Then I had this profound experience that spiritual experience that is kind of hard to describe, um, in words, <laughs> And, um, you know, I mean, that was when I was like, wow, uh, I am, you know, <laughs> I am a being of light, you know, mm -hmm. endless, beginningless, limitless, one with the universe, held by the universe, all of it, you know. Um, and that just really blew my mind because I never thought something like that was possible ever, right? you know being, especially working in the healthcare space and being pretty naturally skeptical about scams and whatever, I was like, you know, I had my doubts. Um, yeah. And then it happened when I least expected it. And I was like, holy wow, this is, you know, this is it, you know? <laughs> and so, you know, I don't want to go on and on too much, but I want to sort of acknowledge, you know, my, my teachers and mentors, um, eventually my teacher locally, whose name is Ana Maria Delgado, um, encouraged me to train with who she'd trained with. So I went to the Kripalu Center for Yoga and Health in Western Massachusetts. And I studied with Jennifer Reese, who um, created Divine Sleep Yoga Nidra. And that's where I really solidified, like, all right, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I started teaching right away, but I still knew there was so much to learn. And so I just finished another training, my second yoga nidra training um, locally here with Hillary Jackendoff, who's just amazing. And, you know, it's like, I can't get enough. I want to learn more and more and more. Like, I know there's even more out there to learn. <laughs> oh, you share your story and I just get covered in chills. It's so amazing how not only just with you, but so many people who step into their calling find it just because they step outside of like the comfort of their routine or the universe brings it to them in some serendipitous way. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I honestly, I never thought I could feel that way about anything, <laughs> but I did. And like, you know, I, I always knew that my purpose in life is to serve people who are vulnerable in some way or marginalized in all those, all the different ways a person could be marginalized. Um, but in becoming a yoga nidra guide, I really discovered that this was the best way for me to serve. Um, and so, you know, so now I've been teaching, this is my, you know, my, my sixth year teaching, my 10th year practicing on a regular basis. And, 
you know, I'm so grateful for all these teachers and mentors and personal experience that showed me that I could live in alignment with my values and honor, you know, my own desire and need for life. So um, I'm, I'm so incredibly grateful. Now you've touched on it briefly just by sharing your experience, but what exactly is yoga nidra? So yoga nidra is a guided meditation practice that's designed to help you rest deeply, release stress and tension, you know, get back in touch with your emotions, dismantle limiting beliefs, and experience the joy of remembering your divine nature. It sounds really complicated, right? But as a practitioner, as the person that's being guided, all you have to do is lie down comfortably and listen to the guidance. And the guidance itself, just following along, helps you to rest deeply and transform without any effort. The practice encourages the body to relax while the mind remains restfully aware in a state of consciousness that's in between sleeping and wakefulness. And so when you're that deeply relaxed, you know, and when you're in that in-between state, you can access your natural healing state. In that state is where, you know, rejuvenation and healing happens. Um, And we'll talk a little bit more about that in detail later, probably. But, um, but during the practice, we can effortless, effortlessly access the deeper features of consciousness that you may not have believed was accessible, like experiencing your interconnected wholeness and, um, and the awareness of your divine nature, because it's inside all of us. We just, we, we tend to forget <laughs> and we build, and we build a lot of armor around it because of our lived experiences and, and our, you know, the media we consume and the messages we get oh, yeah. from our families and our cultures and things like that. And oftentimes they do serve a very important purpose, those layers of protection, but it's really essential that we remember who we really are, whatever that means to you. And, you know, to give just a little bit of history of the yoga nidra practice, you know, practicing yoga nidra and talking about these states of consciousness um, originated in India. And for centuries, it was passed down through oral tradition. In the mid 20th century, it was sort of codified by Swami Satyananda Saraswati. Um, And shortly after that, it was brought over into the West. The cool thing about yoga nidra is there are a number of different lineages of the practice as well as post lineage li, excuse me as well as post lineage practices but they all lead you know it's like all roads lead to the top of the mountain or whatever um, they all lead to this experience of liberation and joy i've practiced pretty much every liberation there are things that i connect to and things i don't connect to um, so i sort of teach a post lineage practice myself beautiful And what's the biggest difference between conventional or traditional meditation and yoga nidra? Traditional meditation, you know, usually typically is practiced sitting up in a very specific posture, which is not always comfortable or accessible to everyone. Not knocking it because again, millions of people practice conventional, you know, uh, uh, types of meditation. They're all good. Um, yoga nidra is typically practiced lying down 
um, typically practiced in Shavasana, but again, maybe that's not always accessible to you. So I always encourage people just to lie down in whatever position is comfortable. And meditation to me takes a lot of effort. You are constantly drawing your attention back to your center, back to your mantra, or, you know, there's still a lot of active cognitive functionings happening. Whereas in yoga nidra, you are actually accessing every level of consciousness, all of the brain waves, and experiencing full sleep cycles, even though you're awake. And it is effortless, you know, at a certain point, you know, um, there's also a specific, I'd say, framework to practicing yoga nidra, where you're starting from the outside and moving ever inward. So we do, you know, we start with a rotation of consciousness around the body. We tap into our energy through uh, uh, awareness of the breath. Then we sort of explore opposites in sensations and emotions. And then we usually do some kind of guided imagery, whether it's a journey or whether it's sort of a slideshow of, of images and concepts. But as you're moving inward, you're using less and less effort and really tapping into the intuitive mind and what comes up without any effort and noticing them as if you were like a compassionate witness to whatever is happening. Like that may be uncomfortable or maybe you didn't enjoy something, but you can look on upon it with sort of a sense of curiosity and equanimity rather than a sense of judgment. I mean, it's just awesome. What can I say? It's the best. Sounds like it. Oh, <laughs> I love Nidra so much. You mentioned the brainwave states and accessing all levels of consciousness. What brainwave states are you actually meeting yourself in during a yoga nidra session and how do they promote this healing? You know, there are, are several different brainwave states. Um, we are often in the beta state of mind, which is being awake and alert and processing and we're working and we're taking in stimulation and things like that. But from the moment you close your eyes and to withdraw from the outside world, you move into the alpha state, which is their sort of relaxed state of mind. You know, just by closing your eyes, you're, you're, you're stepping through the door to a meditative state. And when you're relaxed, you can induce the release of, ser of serotonin, which is a neurotransmitter that makes you feel happy. Um, you come into a state of steadiness and you can start accessing your creativity. Next, you will enter the, the theta state of, um, of brainwaves, and that's the dream state. And in here is where you experience restorative REM sleep, REM sleep, um, as well as intuition and like that flow state where, you know, that state of mind where you're not inhibited by thought, planning, or self-judgment. It's kind of like if you are dancing or playing music and you lose the time and you are just, you're just in flow. You're doing your thing. It's kind of like in that movie soul when he's playing music, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen soul yet, and you're curious about that sort of theta state of mind, please watch soul. It, first of all, it's just beautiful. It's such a beautiful 
movie, but you see the main character as he's doing what he's passionate about, playing jazz, which already in and of itself is not fixed. It's constantly flowing and you're working with your fellow musicians and it's just something magic is happening, right? Um, So, but when you're in that theta state, that flow state, you know, that's where you're really tapping into your intuitive mind, your uninhibited body, et cetera, et cetera. And then eventually during um, the yoga nidra practice, you enter the delta state, which is where healing and restoration really happens. Um, You're resting very deeply here. You are barely conscious. (laughs) You're still a sentient being, but you're not fully... um, you're not completely gone. Um, And in this state, you know, the brain is releasing melatonin, um, DHEA, which is an anti-aging hormone, um, as well as human growth hormone, which boosts protein production, promotes the utilization of fat, balances your blood sugar, you know, et cetera. So you're literally healing yourself when you're in the Delta state. And it's just, it's amazing that you can do that. You know, you can lower your blood pressure if it's high. You can regulate your blood sugar. Stress-related issues, chronic pain, depression, anxiety, you know, all of these things start to be repaired or eased. I I would never say that this is the cure-all and you should throw out your medications, (laughs) you know, but, but it eases your symptoms. It just makes your life a little bit easier, you know? And we all need more ease in our lives. So, yeah. So the cool thing is, you know, all of those brain wave states might not happen, you know, on session one, right. That you're practicing yoga nidra, but with regular practice, you start being able to effortlessly experience all of the brain wave states while remaining conscious and aware, which is, I mean, it's, it's, it's weird and it's amazing at the same time. And, you know, uh, again, you know, I can't say enough how helpful it's been to me personally. And, you know, you know, my, my clients and students also, you know, give the same feedback that they've, they experience these changes, they're sleeping, they're in less pain, they're more able to deal with the stresses of, of the world, et cetera, et cetera. Amen to that. Would you say that the healing is taking place when you're in that Delta state because you are in a complete space of surrender, that your mind isn't trying to control anything? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Some, you know, we're, we're brilliant beings. We're smarter than, you know, most other sentient beings, but that also, you know, comes with some real difficulties. (laughs) You know, we have trouble turning off our fight or flight. We stand in very harsh judgment of ourselves. Um, You know, we have media all around us telling us we're not good enough. Um, We see human suffering constantly, you know, and harm. And, um, you know, it, it makes it very, very difficult to trust and surrender. Um, and yes, this practice helps you to access those abilities again, to trust in, I mean, on the most basic level, to trust in the support beneath you, you know, to trust in your yoga mat or your bed or wherever it is that you're resting. Um, 
to trust in the guidance, to trust in, in yourself and start to kind of take the long view, you know, pull back your perspective and see the bigger picture. And that is not to diminish your lived experiences, but it helps you to reframe them in ways that are, that are more supportive to you being well. And not just physically well, but mentally, emotionally, community-wise well. Because when we're well, that, you know, we exude that to our friends and family and communities. Um, And, you know, we just, I mean, not to get too love and light, but, you know, we we need that so desperately. And, you know, speaking of love and light, you know, I find this to be a very practical you know, because love and light can be very magical in its, in its philosophy and thinking. But I find that meditative practices are, are practical. You know, it's practical magic. It's not just magic. <laughs> and it's, yeah. you know, and yoga nidra in particular is research backed. So, you know, for, so for me, coming from a healthcare background, I love the fact that there's research to support it. Um, there's been tremendous research um, in the space of working with folks who are living with post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, Richard Miller, who is the creator of the iRest method of Yoga Nidra, does a lot of research with veterans experiencing post-traumatic stress. And it's been shown time and again to provide relief and to provide um, an easing of those really terrifying manifestations of trauma um and so it's it's really beautiful to see that and to know that it can be applied to everyone because yoga nidra really is for everyone and should be accessible to everyone (laughs) yeah I, i mean it does it does seem so accessible and i mean having been in a lot of classes before and just doing it myself through um and there's an app that I use, the Kamini Desai's Omrit method. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I use her app and oh, it's amazing, phenomenal, mm-hmm. but it's so accessible, whether you're working in a studio, virtually in your own home or, you know, guiding yourself through something or, or like lis- listening to something that you're being guided through. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't have the time in our schedule or the finances yeah. or the, the money available to attend a therapy session that although it's so useful, yoga nidra, we can immediately bring ourselves into that state mm-hmm. and access the parts of ourselves that need healing. Yeah. I mean, I've been in a nidra class before where it was so weird because it was like this switch just flipped. And all of a sudden it was my higher self talking to me through the experience I was having and was literally giving me a checklist of things I needed to do mm-hmm. to like get to the next chapter. Love that. Mind blown. And it's, you don't have to be psychic to have that experience. Yeah. You just have to show up on your mat. So I had one client who was coming to some of my classes and she was really still navigating a lot of grief around the loss of her mother a few years back. But she came to me after class and she was like, you know what? I was super relaxed and my mom came to me and she gave me a kiss on the cheek and she placed her hand over my heart 
And then she disappeared. And at first I was like, don't go. But then the sense of peace flooded through me and I knew I was going to be okay. You know, and I just was like, that just blew my mind. Everyone is different. Everyone is dealing with different things in their lives and everyone experiences something in their own unique way. So I'm constantly, you know, I mean, I'm not constantly because that would be kind of weird, but I'm always like, what was it like for you? What was it like for you? You know, (laughs) like I want to know, but I'm not always asking, (laughs) but I invite, you know, I certainly invite people to share their experiences if they feel like it. If you question who you are and why you do the things you do, if you find yourself repeating the same patterns and cycles, if the little voice in your head fills you with self-limiting beliefs and internal conflict, if you use spirituality to bypass your pain and suffering, if you know you are intuitive and want to access your psychic abilities, if you want to start living life for yourself free from the pressures of your family, peers, and society. And if you feel stuck and unfulfilled in some or if not all areas of your life, experiencing these feelings of disempowerment and resentment, know that you are not alone. The truth is, many people who are trying to heal and live authentically don't succeed because they haven't been taught to address their pain and trauma. They're unable to manifest their desires and access their intuition, and that's because they push their feelings further into their unconscious and live life by spiritually bypassing. And this isn't good because it prevents us from accessing the depth, the wisdom, the intuition, and personal power that we each individually hold. This prevents us from living this life as fully and as deeply as possible. If you've ever felt this way, it's not your fault. For decades, the wellness world has taught us that love and light is the answer, and that the way to feel better is to positive mindset your way out of debt, depression, and systemic injustices. And while the positive thought thing might help you feel better about the dumb parking ticket or rain on your beach day, it doesn't move the needle for deeper issues. What you may not realize though, is that every time you're triggered in a pattern of repeating cycles and projecting onto others, you're provided with an opportunity to heal. So let's embrace this. Let's heal together. And I can help because I've been there. I let my traumas and conditionings run my life, but not anymore. As I dove deeper into my unconscious and subconscious, I met my shadow. I started to understand why I acted the way I did, how my trauma affected me on a daily basis, and why I wasn't able to achieve my goals. And as I began integrating my shadow and bringing it to my conscious awareness, things around me shifted. I began living in alignment with my highest self. My psychic abilities reawakened and I began feeling more at peace. And now I'm here to help you do the same. Join me in a three or six month intuitive healing container where we work one-on-one to go to the depths of your unconscious mind to help you meet your shadow and reprogram your traumas, conditionings, and patterns that you are desperately wanting to break. 
using modalities such as the tarot, other divination, energy healing, shadow work, and neuroscience, we are able to bring you to a place where you are free from your subconscious and unconscious conditionings. You will leave having an awakened and heightened intuitive ability that you will be able to use on a daily basis. You will thrive in your power while having a clear sense of your purpose and increased confidence. You will understand when and how your shadow shows up in your daily life and how to navigate it with ease. But most importantly, you will gain the ability to be fully present in your highest self and your emotions without feeling completely overwhelmed. The time for healing is now. Awaken and welcome this consciousness as you join me in an intuitive healing container. Visit www.thisconsciousness.com slash intuitive hyphen healing for more information and to schedule your first intuitive healing session today. But yeah, you know, there's, there's so many ways to heal from this practice. And yes, it, especially, you know, we have the technology now where there are free meditation apps, you know, there are, are other apps that maybe you pay a nominal amount, but you can still access all sorts of practices, yoga nidra included, um, you know, and then with the pandemic, you know, the benefit of Zoom being able to connect with people from all over the world and not just in your smaller in-person community has been, you know, really a blessing. And um, I'm, I don't love teaching online, <laughs> but I, but I'm comfortable with it and I'll do it for as long as we need to. Um, and I'm also looking forward to sharing the practices in person again. <laughs> of course there is, there is an energy difference. There's nothing like it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's great that it's still accessible to the point where we're able to share the magic over mm -hmm. Zoom or whatever platform. Yeah. And also I have to say that you can use aspects of Yoga Nidra on your own. It's very hard to truly self-practice without kind of an outer voice guiding yeah. you. Um, some people can do it. I, I fall asleep. I'm going to confess. But let's say I wake up in the night, you know, I had something on my mind, da da da, and I'm having some trouble getting back to sleep. I start doing a body scan and I start, doing, you know, my breath backward from a certain number, and I and I'm out again. Mm. You know, so you can you can use different aspects of the practice, you know, in your toolbox as well, which is you know which is really great because then it's like really truly. You know, you don't even need a guide for some parts of it. Yeah. You know, especially if you want to sleep. Um, the idea of yoga nidra is to stay awake, but you know, hey, we're exhausted. Sometimes falling asleep is just exactly what you needed. Yeah, I think that's important to to note because I have been in nidra classes before, as well as have been in classes with people who have fallen asleep mm -hmm. and they get so upset that they fell asleep during the class. And I, I felt that way before too. I think it was like my first or second ever class where that happened. And I was so upset. And then I realized, no, that was the experience I was meant to have. 
Exactly. That's what my body needed. Right. Share that same belief. Absolutely. And the cool thing is that even if you've fallen asleep, your ears still hear everything and you're still receiving the, you know, the message, the medicine, whatever you want to call it, you know, into your subconscious and unconscious mind. So it's, you know, I suppose you could say it's ideal to stay awake, but it's not mandatory. Um, There are some tips and tricks you can do if you really want to stay awake. Um, But again, you know, we're we're so exhausted. I, I mean, I've been practicing for a long time, so I don't totally remember, but I probably fell asleep a lot when I was new to the practice. It it takes practice to stay awake, you know, Um, but the, the really cool thing, you know, there's so many cool things about yoga nidra, but one of the great things about it is you can't do it wrong. You can't do it wrong. All you have to do is be comfortable, you know? Make sure your body feels supported, that you're warm enough, that the lights are down, whatever it is that you need, you know, and to listen. That's I think it. That, that's super, <laughs> super important because I mean, how many times have we all been in an asana yoga, yoga class and are wondering like if we're doing the position right and everyone around us is so advanced, we're sweating, it's hot yoga, like we're stressed out, we're not showing up for the actual mindfulness practice of the yoga because we're so caught up in what's going on around us. Whereas with Nidra, you're there, you're comfortable. Like you have a bolster literally in the present moment. You are so present. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Your body is supported. You know, you can be in the position that you need to. Um, and I mean, if you're not comfortable, how can you let go? Yeah. You know, I mean, again, going back to seated meditation practices, I know people can, but I personally couldn't, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, you know, I deal with chronic pain and it just didn't feel body. And then I was obsessed with how my body was feeling and I could never get away from that, you know? Um, so being able to lie down first and foremost was everything to me. Yeah. Um, you know, and to know that you don't have to be, you know, your stereotypical flexible yogi to access this practice. Yeah. You know, you can just be yourself. You don't even have to go to one yoga class, mm-hmm. you know, or, or one movement class. You just can come here and rest and be. And really what I, what I love to do most of all is sort of create those soft places for you to land. Um, So you can, you know, set aside your burdens for now, you know, just for this 45 minutes or whatever, you can like set it down because it's fucking heavy. Yes. Can I curse on this this podcast? Yeah. Okay. I I love cursing. (laughs) Thank God. I was really trying to, you know, sit on my hands with it the whole time. Please curse all you want. This is, I am a truck driver. (laughs) Well, I mean, cursing you exude passion. Like you're like, it's fucking heavy. I'm like, yes, it is fucking heavy. (laughs) It is fucking heavy. It's never been more heavy. I think than at this time on this planet. And you know, we're, we're in real big trouble if we can't rest. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. We're fucked. (laughs) <laughs> we can't rest. 
we need that time and that space. And sometimes the six to 10 hours you're getting at night isn't enough. And how much of that is actually that REM deep sleep. Right. You know, yeah. Some of us just, you know, you're, you're dead the minute you hit the pillow or it takes you forever to fall asleep. You're not, you know, if you're dreaming, you're not remembering them. Yeah. You may not be dreaming at all. You may be holding so much tension in your body that you're, you're not getting rest, you know, adequate rest. And, you know, there are some, you know, experts out there who say, if you're getting less than seven hours of sleep, you are sleep deprived, you know, yeah. and we live in a sleep deprived world right now. Mm-hmm. And look what happens. You know, we make rash decisions. We harm each other. Yeah. We, we can't question what we're seeing and hearing because we're too tired. Mm-hmm. We can't demand better conditions at work because we're tired and so on and so on. Uh, I'm, I'm starting to step on a little soapbox here. But... No, I was ready to yeah. chime in with you because Ooh. it's so true. I mean, that's when we grow resentful, when we feel start to feel guilty. And it's like, well, if we just take time to take care of ourselves, show up on our mats or on our bed and surrender into the practice of Nidra, mm-hmm. we can feel restful. We can, we get yeah. into that parasympathetic state and that that helps us heal. And we can't access that on our own anymore. Yeah. Not all of us, you know, of course I'm making a generalization, but most of us can't switch it off on our own. We need help and, you know, and help is out there. (laughs) Yeah. And there's a big community too. Oh yeah. And that's beautiful. Yeah. There's, there's a revolution. I think. <laughs> I, I agree. A rest revolution. <laughs> yes, the rest revolution. I think there's, I think someone has an Instagram handle, the rested revolution, which is just brilliant. And then of course there's the nap ministry who Trisha Hersey is just, oh, a goddess. Oh, that's so cool. I love all these names. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's there, we're out there and we're, we're sharing it and spreading the word. <laughs> Before I have you share, you know, what you have coming up and your offerings, I do want to ask you one question. Would you say that yoga nidra is a form of shadow work? Oh, that's a really good question. I think so. Yeah, I do. Sometimes things come up. Yeah. When, when, you know, when you're deeply relaxed that you weren't expecting and that maybe you didn't welcome or invite (laughs) to show up. And the reason for that is because in our waking lives, we spend so much time and energy tamping down anything that may be perceived as negative, as complaining, as, you know, resentful, as sad or whatever. And when you're deeply relaxed, those things are going to come up come up one way or the other let me let me you know put it that way you're either going to come up as a surprise when you may cause harm to somebody or to yourself or they can come up in the safe container of a meditative practice where you can cultivate that like I mentioned earlier that kind of witness consciousness where you can acknowledge 
the darkness, the sadness, the grief, the trauma, whatever it is for you and your situation, you can cultivate the witness consciousness to where you identify less with whatever the darkness is, where that darkness, that shadow, whatever you want to call it, is not you. It's not who you are. It's something that you experienced. And it was difficult, sad, terrifying, on and on and on. But you can start to release the attachment to the shadow as part of your identity. And so much of yogic and meditative practices are in service of that liberation, right? That of those judgments for better or for worse um, even letting go of the need to experience pain <laughs> you know to you know if we're only chasing pleasure in our lives we're missing out on the fullness of life and while I don't wish suffering or, or physical pain on anyone it is a part of our lives it's a sad and awful yet necessary aspect of our lives and you know when someone else has perpetuated harm against us yeah we can still take that or leave aside the commentary that you know like you were vibrating and so you attracted that to you or I mean come on (laughs) or you know or some other victim blaney language or even the identification that you are a victim. You know, these things are things that happen to us, but they are not us. And so, yeah, I I do, you know, I hadn't really thought about it till you asked the question, but yeah, I would say that practicing yoga nidra does allow for shadow work. Yeah. That's so beautiful. And it's yeah. also an accessible form of doing shadow work. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you can even think of it as, um, well, let's say I'll, I'll share something a little bit about myself to, to illustrate a point that I want to make, you know, for much of my life, I have lived with depression, right? I see a therapist, I take medication to help me stay, you know, even keeled yeah. and all of that, but it's always kind of there, mm. you know, it never is fully gone. And oftentimes our suffering is never fully gone. And I've sort of like learned to regard my depression as like my shadow, Mm. you know, it's with me. It follows me sometimes. It's not always welcome, but it's kind of always there. And I'm just like, oh, it's, oh, it's you again. You're trying to, you're trying to take over again, aren't you? Well, I'm not interested (laughs) right now. Or like, yeah, I do see you, mm. you know, things are tough, either situationally or biochemically. I see you, but I'm, you're not me and I'm not you. That is so fucking powerful. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. It's just like, you know, my sort of whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's just there, but it's, it's like there. a little gremlin that's there, but it's not me. Yeah. I won't allow it anymore. Mm. You know, I won't stand for it anymore. Yeah. it's interesting that you also have this background in social work and now you're essentially still doing social work just in a more spiritual and wellness-based setting 
Yeah. And less of a pathologizing way. Yeah. So one of my, you know, hot takes, I would say is that social work has always been based in, you know, like white saviorism and pathologizing poverty and pathologizing mental illness and pathologizing trauma, violence, et cetera, et cetera, drug use, all of it. And I won't stand for that anymore. It's not right. It's blaming the victim for systems that were created to keep them down to begin with. And I won't, I won't do that anymore. You know, (laughs) I really, I truly want to serve people. And I feel at least for me personally, and I'm not knocking my social work peers and colleagues at all, because there's some people out there doing amazing work. Yeah. Um, But for me, I want to take empowered approach to working with people an approach within their framework of consent. Um, You know, because a lot of times people are, you know, seen by social workers and they, that's not what they asked for or that was forced upon them, et cetera, et cetera. I want there to be mutual consent in our relationships and to build relationships where you remember that you are a powerful divine being Mm -hmm. your circumstances can change when you feel like you have agency in your life that's not to say that you know the systems of white supremacy and you know capitalism and misogyny and racism homophobia transphobia blah 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 blah, (laughs) don't exist anymore Um, but but I got to tell you you know I'm not a spring chicken, but I'm really excited about the future because people who, you know, I'm Gen X, I'm firmly in Gen X, um, but millennials and Gen Z and my little guy who's 10 are going to fuck everything up and change it and make it better. You can see it happening already. Oh my God, I see it. And it's like, it's so exciting. You know, I'm like, oh, look what the kids are doing. This is so amazing. <laughs> now get off the lawn. <laughs> no, but seriously, I just, I'm so excited. You know, I'm excited by kids and young people being empowered to be who they are, you know, um, unapologetically and not have to hide who they are. Uh, I'm really excited. I mean, you know, there are many, many ills and evils of social media, but like I've been exposed and learned so much by folks who are younger than I am. And it's, it's freaking awesome. I love it. You know, I love what's happening right now. (laughs) I want to be a part of it. You know, I think I can be a part of it in this way, you know, but like the energy and the determination and the just you know, like the, the kids are going to be all right. You know, <laughs> they're going to somehow slow the climate change. They're going to make sure that our government leaders are re- truly reflective of communities from the socioeconomic to race, to gender, to, you know, sexual identity, all of that stuff. You know, our leaders are, are going to be, there's going to be a turnover. Mm-hmm. You know, all these gray, dried up old folks get them out <laughs> who are clinging desperately to power. It's, you know, your, your days are numbered. Up. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm super stoked. And, and same thing within the mm-hmm. wellness space. You know, we see people stepping into power and reclaiming their ancestral practices, mm. which again, like yoga nidra, millions of people couldn't have been, weren't yeah. wrong. These practices, these healing practices, herbal practices, shamanistic practices, et cetera, et cetera, are powerful and, and potent. And I'm so glad that people are rediscovering and re- reclaiming them. And it's inspired me to look more into my roots too, you know, which I hadn't really thought about. So again, I like, I'm so grateful for, 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 you know, younger people out there, people who are younger than I am. I'm grateful for social media allowing me into their educational spaces and like inspire me to read more about X, Y, or Z. Um, yeah, the change is coming. Is. Do you have <laughs> any more hot takes that you would like to share? Well, yeah. <laughs> I love a hot take. Let's hear them. Well, you know, first of all, you know, rest is not lazy, nor is it unproductive. Amen. Period. Exclamation point. Period again. Yeah you know, check mark emoji, whatever. <laughs> that is simply capitalism talking. Mm. You know, the philosophy of I'll sleep when I'm dead or the 80 hour work week, or I never take vacations or days off is utterly harmful to everyone's well-being. Take your fucking days off. Take your days off. You, you know, you shouldn't have had to, but you earn yeah. them. <laughs> Exactly. Take your mental health days, take your vacation days, don't work on the weekends, and certainly don't answer emails at night. You know, when we're exhausted, which we are, we get physically sick, we make rash decisions, we lose our creativity, we lose connection to our bodies, to our communities, on and on and on. And there's a reason why the UN defines, you know, sleep deprivation as a torture method. Mm you will die if you are not rested sooner or later, you know, so rest is your birthright. You don't have to do anything to be deserving of rest. And, you know, to take kind of an activist standpoint, which, you know, is truly inspired. I I mentioned Trisha, Trisha Hersey of the Nat ministry earlier. She has um, made it her life's work to both study, um, you know, slavery and the lack of being allowed to rest in those days and before then and reclaiming it as a rejection now of white supremacy, capitalism, homophobia, transphobia, misogyny, hustle hustle culture, and on and on. She is here to, to dismantle it. Wow. And I mean, I really, you know, I don't know if I would have these hot takes if I hadn't been reading her work and seeing her work. Um, Mm. And I just, you know, again, if you're going to follow two people, you know, on Instagram, follow me. Hey, number one, follow me. Number one. (laughs) But number two, follow the Nat Ministry. She will blow your freaking mind. We will link both your information and hers in the show notes. Uh, this is now an advertisement, wow. a, a happy free advertisement for the Nat Ministry. Happy to have and for Disney yeah. and Pixar. Hey, well, they they can pay. 
they can pay yeah, me we'll, for we'll have to contact sponsored them. content but um but trisha has my you know i will you know not that she asked me to but i'll amplify her any chance i could get <laughs> well that's amazing yeah. i mean her her life's mission and her life's work is incredible yeah. and to dismantle the the systems that keep people oppressed mm-hmm. And in that fight, flight, or freeze state, mm-hmm. it's amazing to be able to, yeah. to, to, to reframe that and reprogram it. So it's like mm-hmm. rest is so important. It goes back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Absolutely. You need to be able to feed yourself, to drink water and mm-hmm. sleep. Yeah. If you can't do that. Yeah. You're not What's the point of self-actualize. Right. You're not going to self-actualize up. <laughs> self actual self actualize thank you oh my goodness I, I mean it's probably because last night I didn't meet my needs I was up till three in the morning so oh, I, 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 I could not sleep yeah. and I was I, and I didn't it didn't even think to me yeah. that I should have done some nidra I, di- I didn't even <laughs> I didn't even cross my mind yeah. to do nidra and now I'm, I'm listening to you speak and I'm like, oh my gosh, Rebecca, the sign was right in front of you the whole time. You had this podcast recording today. You should have done Nidra. <laughs> yeah, live and learn, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, we're hardwired for rest. You know, back in the olden days, like real days of yore, not just like when I was a kid, you know, people took naps in the middle of the day. They wake up at the sun. You know, they do their farm work, feed their animals, feed their families, blah, 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 take a nap, then they do other work. You know, maybe it's, maybe it's more yin type of work. Like maybe that's when they do the embroidery or the sewing, the repairs, the whatever, you know, feed the animals one more time for the night, put them away. And then they go to bed, you know, sun's down, bam, goodbye, good night. And they flowed with the seasons more. And, you know, that's really something that I want to invite into both my life as, as well as maybe create circumstances so that people can also embrace those, those seasonal changes to embrace their, their hardwired, you know, instinct for rest and not keep rejecting that. Um, And to, and to, and to relieve suffering and the causes of suffering. Do you have anything else that you would like to share or bring the audience's attention to? Well, right now I'm in the midst of leading a 40 day yoga nidra, you know, quote unquote challenge, (laughs) which it's, it's so much fun. Um, It's such a cool, you know, amazing honor and pleasure to witness people resting and starting to blossom. Um, so I'm definitely going to be offering that again later this year. And um, I would love for your, you and your audience to join in. Um, but more, you know, a little more in the nearer future, um, starting in July, I'll be offering some weekly Zoom uh, yoga nidra sessions. Um, I'm also designing a workshop called the North Star, in which we will be exploring our desires um, in order to create and use potent intentions, um, both in our yoga nidra practice, but also in our waking lives. Yeah, I've, I've got so many ideas coming down the pipeline. <laughs> and 
Um, you know, this is certainly a year of, of creation for me now that this is my full hustle and not my side hustle. <laughs> um, so yeah, you can sort of keep up with those details if you want to, you know, follow me on Instagram. I'm at Ananda Meditation. That's A-N-A-N-D-A Meditation. <laughs> and Ananda means bliss in case you are wondering like where that comes from. Um, uh, or you can, you know, join my mailing list, my website, you know, where you can join is www.anandameditation.com. Um, yeah, you know, stay tuned, I guess. <laughs> Perfect. Well, we'll go ahead and we'll link all of that information in the show notes, along with anything else that was super important that will be linked in the show notes as well. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, Thanks thank again you. for having me, Rebecca. This is like, if I'm going to, you know, pop my, my podcast cherry with someone, I'm glad it was with you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so grateful. Thank you. <laughs> I we love, love a cherry popping moment on a Monday morning. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, let's just laugh and laugh our way out. <laughs> oh, I just feel like I, so I feel so full after this. So thank you. This thank is you. such a blessing. And I'm, I mean, we talked for a while beforehand and I just wish, you know, I maybe started recording sooner so people could have heard <laughs> that as well, because it, it was just all so much fun. And so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Conscious Creators, and that is today's episode of Creating Consciousness with the amazing Sydney Cutler. All of her information can be found in the show notes, so go check her out. Now, for the part that you've all been waiting for, the weekly intuitive card reading. And today, the card that I picked is from Kyle Gray's Angel Prayer Oracle card deck, I don't use it often, but when I do, I always love the messages that come up. So when I was tuning into the collective energy of those listening and those that will come to listen this, to this podcast, the card that came up is Leap of Faith. And immediately I was brought back to what we first spoke about in the intro to this episode, coming out of hibernation, coming out of this cocoon, allowing yourself to be seen. Sometimes it doesn't feel safe when your circumstances are so different than what you're used to, but it does require a leap of faith. So today, go out and know that your angels, your guides, your guardians, your loved ones who have crossed over, know that they are supporting you in taking this leap of faith. Know that they are supporting you in this next chapter or path in your journey. But in order to bring something new into your life, you have to be courageous. You have to be bold. You have to go after it. And that requires you to take the jump, to take the leap. With each step you take, spirit places a stepping stone beneath your feet. And amen to that. It is so true. Know that as you take the leap, spirit will catch you. Know that you are supported by the ground that is beneath you and the sky that is above you. Know that you are safe. Know that you are strong. And know that you already contain and possess all the power you need to take this leap. 
this leap that you take is going to bring in so much new change and opportunity in your life right now. So enjoy the journey. Even if you don't know what the ending is like, just enjoy the journey. So today, affirm to yourself, I trust that with each risk I take, magic is on the other side. Let's say it again, but together this time. I trust that with each risk I take, magic is on the other side. If you find yourself in even more need of support, know that I'm here for you, whether that's through an energy healing session in an intuitive healing container or just leaving a five-star rating and review for this podcast gets you a free single card oracle reading with me. So if you haven't done that yet, you should. That way you get that little freebie. All the important links from today's episodes can be found in the show notes. And before I sign off, remember, you are loved, you are supported, you are divinely guided, and you are creating consciousness. Oh, and I almost forgot, there's a special bonus episode this week. It's a guided yoga nidra meditation from Sydney Cutler, so go check it out and tap in and begin healing. Until next week, conscious creators. Yeah.